Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. Amen. What if, what if this event of the baptism of Jesus is not actually really about Jesus? What if, what if this event of Jesus' baptism is in fact about full humanity? What if it is about us, right here, right now, today? The account of the baptism of Jesus by John is told in three of the four Gospels. In its account, including place and date and people present, is almost identical in all three. For these reasons, most historians agree that this event is one of the stories in Scripture that we believe to be factual and accurate. Accurate and central to our lives today, so it is not only fact, but it is truth. And yet, it is not just truth for our lives today because of what happens to Jesus, because of his baptism and thus our call to be baptized. It is also truth for us because of what happens to John. It's a central story for our lives because of what happens to John and Jesus because of the way God shows up and through relationship? Perhaps you know that out of all of the people we encounter in our scripture, John is truly my favorite. I mean, other than Jesus, but I hope that goes without saying. John is a constant with Jesus from the beginning when Jesus and John are first introduced in the wombs of Mary and Elizabeth, cousins, but so much more than that. John and Jesus become brothers in their mutual struggle for the salvation of their people, of us. John is quite the character. He's the one who paves the way for Jesus. John is the apostle and the prophetic voice that is out front, loud and unapologetic. John's life mission was to call people to repentance. He was the guy naming hypocrisy. He was not afraid to yell out brood of vipers. He is depicted as wearing camel's hair and eating wild locusts. He was a wild man on the edges of society, a critical voice pointing the way toward another way of life, toward the way of life that was and is found in the life of Jesus. You would be hard-pressed to say that John was a humble servant. Humility was probably not his highest value. Transparency and change were what John was all about. And this is the character, the person of John, that God chooses to pave the way for Jesus. To pave the way, not to be the Savior, but to make way for the Savior. In my mind, when the disciples are becoming clear as to who they are to follow, when they are still figuring out who their teacher really is, 
their prayer, their deepest hope would have probably fit very nicely on a bumper sticker and it would have read, anyone but John. John would not have been an easy act to follow, unafraid, unapologetic, unkempt. I do love him. So here is John on the margins, calling all people to repent and be baptized. And Jesus, who loves John, seeks him out and says, baptize me. Now John has been saying for a while to all people, I baptize you with water, but the one coming after me will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. And yet for John, this moment of Jesus seeking baptism from him is still apparently a surprising moment, one that even the most subversive disciple did not see coming. For all John's skills, for all his passion, he had never considered that he would be in that position, in that river, on that day, being asked to do that particular work For him, that call was an epiphany. Here's an epiphany that Richard Rohr highlights in his book, Falling Upward. Jesus did not seem to teach that one size fits all or that we can always predict outcomes, but that we can rather rely on God's grace and mercy and that God adjusts to human impulse and failures in the moment. God's ability to adjust to human disorder is named God's providence or compassion. The rules are not as important as the relationship that God wants to create. During this season of Epiphany, we are to explore the many epiphanies found in the incarnation of God on earth in human form. The epiphanies found in full humanity and in relationship. Jesus seeks baptism from John because, as Rohr puts it, God is more interested in relationship than rules. Jesus seeks baptism not because he is full of sin, but because he is full of humanity. In order for him to experience his full humanity, he has this experience of repentance, of being cleansed and forgiven. This is what allows Jesus to fully embrace his humanity and thus his ministry with humans in the world. Because repentance and forgiveness are essential for humanity, they must be essential for Jesus as well. John and Jesus were in relationship, and that relationship called John into an unexpected and confusing role for him. But that change of role was based in God's mercy and grace. At first, John resists this change of role between he and Jesus. But Jesus, understanding the importance of the moment, understanding the need for this relationship to be fully realized, in John's call to baptize him, says to John, let it be now. This unexpected thing, this call you have, because it is necessary for us to fulfill righteousness. 
John's resistance is exemplary of two very common human responses when we are called to a work by God. One, the feeling of unworthiness. And two, feeling confused and uncomfortable. John feels unworthy of the call to baptize Jesus because at first he has a fixed idea of who he is, a fixed idea of his role in the work, and two, he's confused because this call was not what he was expecting, and thus it makes him feel uncomfortable. What if? What if this story of the baptism of Jesus and John's unexpected call is not about Jesus' baptism really, but it is in truth about their and our full humanity discovered and revealed through their relationship? For Jesus to live into his full humanity, he was called to experience repentance. And for John to live into his full humanity, he was brought to the humility of an unexpected call, and they were together called to fulfill righteousness through that relationship, because God works through relationship to fulfill righteousness. God does not fulfill righteousness through rules or laws. God fulfills righteousness through the messy, incarnational reality of relationship. When we enter this story of the baptism of Jesus from the point of view of John, we are left to wonder, what if? What if we are being called to fulfill righteousness in unexpected ways? What if we are somehow resisting God's call to us, to some work that perhaps we feel unworthy of or that confuses us? What if there is a relationship within us or within our community that needs to change in order to fulfill righteousness? I would suggest that if we have never felt unworthy of a call or confused by what we hear God calling us to do, that perhaps we are not listening deeply enough to the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because God will always call us into places of discomfort and confusion These are the liminal spaces where we as fully human are called to the changes needed in order to fulfill righteousness. And yet, how do we know God's will in our lives if it leaves us just feeling confused and unworthy? How do we trust a call is for the fulfillment of righteousness? For John, he only knows this call to baptize Jesus is rooted in righteousness because he has a trusting relationship with his friend Jesus. This call is realized through that trusting and mutual relationship. And this is the gift of community, of church. We are the body of Christ now, and we can be that trusting and mutual relationship for and with each other. This is, in fact, one of our most important tasks together, to assist one another to discover and to live into our unexpected calls. And this, too, is the gift of baptism. We claim our ministry in this covenant together, and we live that out with 
each other and for each other. We are a community rooted in this baptismal covenant that we will affirm today. And through this covenant, like Jesus and John, we will experience our full humanity and be called into our ministry through mutual and trusting relationships together. The call to seek and serve all persons, to strive for justice and peace, to turn away from evil and repent. This will show up for us in unexpected, confusing, surprising, and uncomfortable ways, and at times we may feel unworthy. That is why we join together in our humility and in our full humanity and affirm that baptismal call to fulfill righteousness. So what if, what if we actually have everything we need to fulfill righteousness right here, right now, today? We have the way of Jesus. We have our full humanity. We have this covenant to root us. We have each other. We have relationship. What if we have everything we need? What if all we need now is to own that, to claim that, and then to be about that? We will, with God's help. Amen.